Good morning, good morning, good morning. We are continuing forward today in our theme, Warfare on the Journey. Of course, we are looking at Ephesians, the sixth chapter, uh, verses 10 through 20. Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 20. And we are discussing our our view of warfare on the journey. Spiritual warfare uh, is something that we cannot avoid uh, because we are people of God and we belong to him. Uh, Whether we acknowledge it or not, whether or not we choose to engage in the fight, listen, there is a war that is going on. And so Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 20 help us to understand how to engage in spiritual warfare in a way that we are able to walk in the victory that has already been afforded us by Christ Jesus. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 beginning at verse 10. Finally brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation uh, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, uh, praying always with prayer, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, uh, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance uh, may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. As we look at that, we are so familiar uh, with this pericope, with this section of scripture. We are so familiar. Uh, it, it has been a part of our thinking and a part of songs that we sing and all of that. But when we look more closely at what it means, uh, it just helps us to be able to live our lives Uh, with victory uh, being certain in our hearts, in our minds, so that we are able to stand against those things that come against our lives, that come against us, that come against our family members, uh, the things that we see, uh, we are not uh, overtaken by them and overcome by them. They may become overwhelming at times, but they won't be victorious over us. 
And so we have this scripture in verse 14. It helps us to understand that we are to first stand. And what does that mean to stand? It says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. To stand means to to be firm in stature and to position ourselves upright with feet planted. Uh, To stand is to be firm in stature, upright with feet planted, to be in a position or posture of readiness. After all, if you're laying down, you're not in a standing position. And so in order to stand, we plant our feet firmly on the ground, firm in our stature and stance, and we position ourselves upright. That is why that is the first command uh, that we see here uh, in our understanding uh, to stand Uh, Because if we're not standing, that means we're lying down to to lay down uh, in the midst of of that battle, uh, that spiritual battle would be taking a a passive stance. It would be waiting for something to happen uh, and then trying to react or respond. Uh, That puts you at a Uh, a disadvantage in the middle of warfare. And so to stand means that you have a certainty to stand firm in stature. You plant your feet on the ground, firm in stature and position yourself upright so that you are able to respond in the way that you need to. So if you are not reacting uh, and and responding to what has been thrown at you, but that you are ready to engage anytime anything comes your way. We got to be able to stand, but what is it that we're standing on? We're standing on the work, the power, and the authority of Jesus Christ. How do we know that? Because it says to stand and to stand with your loins girded with the belt of truth. We are to stand firm in stature, in position, upright, with feet firmly planted on the ground and girded with the belt of truth. Our loins are girded, our waist is belted. What does that mean? Roman soldiers had a belt uh, that girded their waist and and girded their loins. Uh, That was so that their their lower extremities uh, were to be covered. Uh, It wasn't just a belt, but it was a belt that had attached to uh, their waist. Uh, It also had uh, leather and metal covering their lower extremities. 
uh, the most vulnerable uh, areas uh, were covered of their lower extremity. Uh, that provided them the ability to be able to uh, uh, know that they had some protection. And so the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to, to the church at Ephesus, uh, and he has uh, a Roman soldier always before him because he is being guarded by Roman soldiers and he is literally chained to a Roman soldier and one is always guarding him. And so he is able to look and see the protection uh, that they have in order to be victorious in battle. And he uses that to give us a picture of what happens spiritually as we uh, make the word of God the thing that governs our lives. And as we stand on the character and the nature and the truth of who God is, this belt of truth that he is speaking of is a play on uh, 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 the, the, the belt that girded the loins of Roman soldiers. And that belt that they wore was not only uh, for them to be protected, but it also carried their sword. It held their sword at their side so that whenever they needed it, they could use it. It also covered the vulnerable areas, but it also served as a means to tuck their tunic because back then uh, men did not wear pants. Pants had not yet been invented. And so uh, uh, people wore, uh, uh, the men wore tunics. And in order to be uh, nimble and in order to be free, 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 in order to be free in the battle, in order to stand uh, victoriously, uh, in order to be able to not uh, be lying down and be at a disadvantage having to react to what the enemy was doing, uh, they had to tuck their tunic in their belt so that they would not trip over it. And so we know that it all rises and falls uh, in, in, in spiritual life on the truth. What is the truth? The truth is who God is, who God says that God is, what the word of God teaches us about who God is. So the battle starts with our stance on truth. Listen, if you are having trouble believing who God is and what God says in God's word, listen, that's going to cause you some problems in the midst of the battle. I'm not saying that you always uh, are happy and glad. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that we are to take on the fight knowing that our stance is already from a place of victory. And our job is not to go chasing the enemy. Our God is to stand firm in stature and position upright 
and prepared for anything that comes our way, not because of our power, not because of our might, but because of who God is. It's no wonder Dr. Tony Evans says that putting on the armor starts with truth because it's the firm conviction about of the nature of God. It's the firm conviction about what God says about God and what God says about humanity. And, and, and we're confident about who God is. We're confident that God has already assured that we're victorious because of Christ Jesus. And because we stand on that truth and stand in that truth, because we wear it and that belt firmly holds us up and girds us in, protecting us in our most vulnerable places. Listen, we know that we have stability because the belt of truth holds all things in place. And that truth from the word of God <clears throat> that teaches us about who God is the character and nature of God, the truth about who God says God is, not how we feel, not what we feel about our circumstances, not what we feel about what we want, not what we feel about what we didn't get, not what we feel about the things we see, but the truth about the character and the nature of God, the truth about God being good uh, in his nature, the truth about God not being a liar, the truth about God watching over his word to make sure it performs the thing he sends it out for the truth about Jesus Christ being the son of God and dying for our sins and purchasing our pardon and winning our victory. The truth about God being concerned about all the things that concerns us. The truth about God being able to do just what he said. God is the only one who cannot lie. God is the only one that exists always in a state of absolute truth. God is the only one in whom there is no shadow of turning. He does not change and he does not redirect who he is based on who he's around. God is the only one who is the absolute source of truth and truth comes from him. And so when we stand girded in the truth of who God is, when we stand understanding that our freedom is from him and our stability is in him and that our victory is certain because Jesus Christ has already won. We don't focus on our feelings, we stand. on truth of who God is, and that truth holds us up, that truth makes us stable, that truth causes us to be able to operate, to move, and to respond in the freedom that comes from the truth of who God is. That's what Jesus Christ meant when he said that the truth will make us free. <laughs> so if we're going to be victorious on this journey, victorious in warfare 
on the journey. We've got to stand firm in stature and position, upright, feet firmly planted with the belt of truth girding our loins. Because truth is what everything else hangs on. And truth gives us freedom. That's how we start every day engaging in warfare on the journey, standing firm, girded with truth. God, we thank you for your truth. Let the word of God be true in every man, every feeling, every contrary thought be a lie. And God, we thank you now that you watch over your word to make sure it performs the thing that you send it out for. We don't have to cower. We don't have to run. We don't have to live in instability. Even when things are not the way we would choose for them to be, we can trust you because of who you are, even when we don't know what you're doing. So we thank you for being the absolute truth. And we love you because you first loved us. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. 